Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Christian Apologist Podcast. I am your host, Richard Long, and as you can see, we are back in our studio once again. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode, and on this week, we want to talk about, and I'm sure it's a phrase you might have heard before, it's called uh, either the Omnipotence Paradox or the Stone Paradox, and the way it's phrased is, can God create a stone so big that he cannot lift. See, and that kind of puts Christians in a in a quandrum, really. I mean, it's really hard for someone to answer that without basically sticking their foot in their mouth and, and making it seem as if God is not all powerful or he can't do all things. You know, he's not all strong. He can't lift it or he can't create it. And so uh, this has been around since like the 10th century, and it was later adopted and addressed by Thomas Aquinas. Now, the question itself is a complete fallacy. Now, why is that? Because the question is a logical fallacy. See, just because we say that God is omnipotent, that he's, he's all-powerful, he can do things that are still all-powerful, and he can do all things that are within logic itself. So, you know, it's like saying that... Uh, let me pull on my computer here because I wrote down some notes for this. But uh, it doesn't mean that God can do anything at all. It doesn't mean that because he's all he's omnipotent that he can do anything at all. He's all powerful over anything and everything, but only what is logically possible. Um, it's within his nature that he can do things that is all powerful. Um, the distinction there is very important because God cannot perform logical absurdities. He just can't. There's no way that God could ever say that one plus one equals three. It's not logically possible. And y'all have heard me say this before. He can't create a square circle. He can't create a married bachelor. These are logical absurdities. These are things that God can't do. It doesn't matter how powerful he is or how strong he is. He can't do it. And that question is asked from a logical fallacy, from a logical absurdity. So therefore, the question can't be answered logically. Um, now, there are things that God can't do, and Christians must face this fact, and it's okay. He can't do logical absurdity things, and it's okay. It's okay to, to say that God can't do all things. Even the Bible tells us that. Uh, I think it was, uh, where did he tell us this? Then in Hebrews 6.18, it says that it is impossible for God to lie. See, that's something God can't do. Does that take away from his omnipotence? No, it doesn't take away from his omnipotence. There's things that we can do as humans that God can't do. Like what you might ask? Well, like we can lie. We can steal. We can cheat. We can sin. These are things that we can do that God can't. Now, that doesn't mean that God isn't all-powerful because he can't do something that is logically absurd from his nature. He just can't. So I really don't understand why atheists like to, you know, use this statement as a way of saying that either, you know, God isn't uh, all-powerful enough to create a rock or he's not all-powerful enough to pick up this stone because the question itself, from the very beginning, is absurdity. So this does not hold 
to a, a logical standard from from the get go. So anytime if you're a Christian watching this, and anytime somebody asks you that, you got to let them know that the question is set up from failure from the get go because it is a fallacy, and you can just explain to them why it's a fallacy. Um, but I, I just don't understand. Like I keep seeing you know videos of people making these statements, and you know what has been really interesting here lately is that on uh, YouTube and on Instagram and stuff like this, I've been finding uh, people posting videos, little short clips, videos of uh, making statements about, you know, like how could we follow a God that condones uh, rape or condones slavery or, you know, oh, we shouldn't be eating, you know, selfish or uh, we shouldn't be uh, wearing clothes with uh, different kinds of... Uh, material wrapped up in it because of the old testament and uh one of these days i will make a video for all that um there is a great book out there called is god a moral monster and it goes into really great detail on that because uh, i'll just give you one short instance that i don't know if people realize that most of the time in the bible when it talks about slavery it's not slavery as we think of it nowadays, like the antebellum South. You know, we're not thinking about, you know, a race-based slavery. That's not what this was about. It was literally a form of servitude. See, because back then when someone owed a debt and they couldn't pay it back, these people would voluntarily give themselves up to the person they owed the money to as a way to pay off their debt. And these people were protected. And it doesn't matter how big their debt was, they had to be let go by the seventh year period. And did you know that if you actually study the Bible and don't just take things out of, you know, out of quotes and, and just take verses out of the Bible, and just to let you know, the Bible, this is going to be a big shocker, especially for Christians, the Bible has no verses in it. Zero. Nowhere was Matthew sitting around saying, uh, verse 23, chapter 6. I mean, he, he never did any of these things. Verses weren't in there. They weren't even actually added till about 500 years ago. And it's just to help us navigate through the Bible because it's so big and so long. So when people sit there and take verses out of the Bible, they're not reading the whole context. You got to read the whole context. And yes, there is some of the Bible that is hard to understand and can be challenging to Christians. And when you come across these challenges, you need to ask, who was it written to? Why was it written? When was it written? And all kinds of different questions. We will probably put out later. So let's get back to this whole stone, you know, rock situation. So, you know, the question is really asking, can God, you know, infinite power overwhelm his infinite power that's really what it's asking and if you see if you rephrase the question to what it's really asking it's completely irrational it doesn't even make sense i mean when we christians say that god can do anything and and we don't we don't literally mean uh everything you know, we, when we say when God can do anything, it's anything that's within possibility, which doesn't contradict logical impossibilities. It's like asking God, can God beat himself up with a fist fight? 
You know, I mean, that's how ridiculous that question has actually become. And or is, is there a mathematical equation that God can create that he can't solve? See, that doesn't make any sense. And it's the same thing with can God build a stone so heavy he can't lift? It's the same kind of question. It's a logical fallacy. And I keep saying that because I want you to understand that that's exactly what this is. Um, but an infinite rock, it's just a contradiction since uh, material objects cannot be infinite. Only God is infinite. See, if this stone can't be lifted by God, then that means a stone would be infinite. But only God is infinite. The stone is actually finite. And, I mean, there can't be two infinities. You can't have an infinite stone and an infinite God. You can't do that. So the question is just a giant contradiction. That's all it is. And, <clears throat> sorry. Um, and this is because, you know, the true impossibility is not based on the amount of power one has it is based on what is really actually possible what is actually plausible the true impossible is not made possible by adding more power to it you see what i'm saying you can't add more power to the impossible to get this logic to make sense in this whole paradox that atheists like to say so if you are a christian I hope you watch this video. I hope you remember this video. I hope you study up on the stone paradox because sooner or later, somebody is going to uh, bring this, this subject up. And it not, might not be a stone. They could be using something else. But look for the logical fallacy in it. And if you are an atheist or an agnostic and you're watching this, I beg you to please Find a different argument. This one does not work for you. It doesn't work at all. In fact, it, it only shows your your psyche because the this question itself isn't even logical. And if you're an atheist, you're supposed to be the reasonable ones, the logical ones. So come up with something other than the stone paradox or if you want to call it the omnipotence paradox. Come up with something different. Guys, that's all we have for this week. I hope you continue watching us. I hope you, uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, please subscribe. If you're watching this, if you're listening to this on our podcast, please subscribe to whatever platform you're listening to us on. Um, if you are able to give a feedback or leave comments, please do so. We actually do read those. If you need to contact me, if you want to contact me about uh, something I've said, if you want to contact me about maybe a future uh, a topic you would like for me to bring up and tackle for you, and we can tackle it together then you can reach me at all the things listed down here below. It's at richard at thechristianapologist.org, or you can go to our new website, which is thechristianapologist.net, and you can reach us there. You all have a blessed week, and God bless.